Hey guys, and welcome back to Being Effing Surreal. We're excited to be here. It is a lovely Sunday afternoon. We're just here talking and hashing the stuff out. Yes, it's getting so hot. I gotta stay hydrated, y'all. But yeah, it's been a little bit of a minute. Like, I think the last episode we did was for Swarm, right? And the, yeah. like, Hollywood's obsession with Silco. That was a fun episode. It was. I enjoyed discussing it. But you guys already know the drill. So, TJ, what shows or movies have you seen lately? Um, Honestly, friend, I ain't been watching TV. I'm going to be so serious. I haven't been watching TV. Um, Right now, I'm in every so often, I'm getting a weird period where I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to watch anything. I have a bunch mm-hmm. of shows to watch, actually. Um, I started season eight of Vampire Diaries in November. <laughs> it's Did- June. Did they take that show off of Netflix? Because people have been telling me to watch that for the longest, and when I went on Netflix, I couldn't find it. I was like, they took it it's off? It's HBO. Oh, they switched it, I see. Sorry, continue. Uh, I haven't finished it. I started season eight in November. It's now June. I still ain't finished it. I'm on episode six, I believe. Hmm. Um, I'm scared because I know what's coming up, and I don't want to see it. Um, they're, they're about to kill my man. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm also supposed to be watching Shameless. I made it to episode two, but it makes me sad. But yeah, I heard that show is depressing. It's rough. Um, but I am obsessed with Mickey and Ian, so I'm reading a bunch <laughs> of fanfics about them. Like that's Cameron Monaghan is in that show, right? Yeah, that's Ian. Um, oh, that's the character's name. Yeah, I was just asking because I remember he. You saw Gotham, right? The yeah, TV he show. Was a Joker. Yeah, he was the Joker or Jokers. He played like two versions of the character. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and then also he's also on Star Wars now that he's been in the um new Jedi Survivor video games lately. So good for him. Yeah, he's doing well. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Um, but yeah, I love him in that show. I've like I haven't watched all the episodes, but I have seen a bunch of compilations mm-hmm. of his of him of his character also and Mickey and Ian together. And I'm in love with them. They're my new obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so instead of watching TV, um, I've gotten back into my Smosh phase. So I've been watching a bunch of Smosh videos on YouTube. Mm. Not old Smosh, new Smosh with all the people. Um, Smosh Games, Smosh Pit. Um, movies, and been watching those either. Oh, I did start Manifest Part 2 last mm-hmm. night with my dad. It's so... Good. Like I was so scared to start it because I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, where are they gonna go from here? Because at first it was like, "Okay, this is like when I first started it, all the way when it, all the way when it first came out, I was like, okay, this this is giving supernatural. This is this is giving, but no, babe, no, 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 it's giving religious." To some it, certain degree, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Lost. It was a rather popular yeah. show in the early two thousands. Like to some certain degree, Manifest kind of reminds me of Lost, like with the whole situation with the supernatural, like what is it, like airplane or whatever. Yeah. Airline. Yeah. It's not giving supernatural anymore. It's giving religion. Like, you're talking about God and witnesses and messengers and beasts and apocalypse. It definitely took a turn. It did. Um, I was shocked. I was like, mm, I'm talking about God. What you mean? This is clearly the work <laughs> of, like, a witch or something. I don't know. No, babe. It's Jesus. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So movies, um, I've been needing. I have I have like a bunch of movies to my playlist, but I haven't watched any of them. 
and I haven't really been in the mood for TV lately. Everything is making me irritated or sad. So it's mm-hmm. like, mm, I don't want to see this. I'm mm-hmm. in the mood for some fluff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What about you, Finn? Okay, so TV shows... I haven't really been watching too many sh- TV shows lately, aside from the show um, Snowfall on FX, which it concluded recently with Thames and Idris. It's actually a funny story, like, about me watching that show, because I remember when that show had first came out back in 2017, 2018. I was, like, in the eighth grade at the time. Like, I remember watching the first two seasons, but I think that... I had really just put it in the back burner, like, ever since 2018, because I remember, like, there was a lot of, like, other really great shows coming at the time, like, you know what I mean? It was kind of at the bottom of my list, and it's like, one day I wake up, and I hear that the show just finished, like, okay, now it's time to catch up. (laughs) Yeah. You're me. As soon as the show is done, I'm like, "Mm, let me tune in. It's like, it's been that long? It's my time. I I usually like to start shows as they start. Like, right when they start, unless it's, like, not really interesting to me, and I can watch it later. Oh, mm-hmm. I still have to catch up on Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the last season. They're coming back with their last batch of episodes all the way in August. Like, so ghetto. Um, <laughs> finish the show, please. Thank you. Right. I have no idea how to get back with this show. This show is such a fever dream full of ridiculous things, and they know it, too. She's like, how do you end the show like this? Like, what is the last episode going to look like? And I literally cannot wait. Oh, mm. also, in other news of TV shows, mm-hmm. um, I did you you watch Umbrella Academy, right, friend? Oh yeah, I did. Okay, so you know how I'm obsessed with Robert Sheehan, White Man of the Year. He's um, he's Klaus, right? He's Klaus. Yes. Yeah. Um. So they revealed his um his hairstyle for season four. People hate it. I didn't um, see it. He had, he has they straightened his hair, and I was like, oh my god, where are his curls? Like, who who is this man? I don't know him. Where where his curls? Bring them back, give them back to me. Um, but yeah, apparently the show apparently they're picking back up like five years or so in the future. So I guess he has straightened hair. They also showed um Five's hairstyle, and it looks mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> what, what are we what are we talking here? Um, Robin. It's giving Robin. Like Robin from Batman? Yes. Hmm, okay. Like, That's he, like, he could play Robin with that hairstyle. You know, it's so funny you say that, friend, because, like, within the DC community, like, at, you know, with James Gunn's, like, new DC cinematic universe, like, it's very well known that he's actually bringing Robin back to the big screen. And, you know, it's probably going to be a while until we get, like, a casting announcement. And people are saying that, I always forget his name in real life, Aiden. but five, Aiden they, yes, Aiden Gallagher should play Robin, which... I'm not gonna lie, I could actually see that. I could see that. I could, I could see it. Keep mm-hmm. him employed, please. He, he, he be eating his five. He eats. How his old five. is he, by the way? He's, a, he's, he's like, he's eighteen. That kid has a baby face. I totally because it's like subconsciously I think he's like 15, but it's like there's no way he can be because like I remember he was also on Nickelodeon in that. What's it called? Ricky, Nikki, something, and Dawn? Something Ricky, like Nikki, Dicky, and Dawn. I always got the order confused. Oh my God. Um, yeah, he's 19. He's, he, he, oh, he's the same age as me. Well, yeah. us. September 18th, 2003. Interesting. Um, he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know why. Like, when I was younger, like... He had a punchable face to me when he was on Nickelodeon, but he's actually low key like my favorite character on Umbrella Academy. No, same. Like, 
Wait, wait, who are your favorite characters in order? Like, in order, I would have to, I would say Klaus, but it's like, it feels like such a typical choice because that's everybody's favorite Umbrella Academy character. But that's not his fault. He just right. needs. <laughs> Like, yeah. I, and then I love Diego and Five, and then, like, I kind of have, like, a love-hate relationship with Alice, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Okay, my characters in order, um, Klaus, number one, mm-hmm. and not just because I'm obsessed with Robert Sheehan. That's mm-hmm. not it. Um, but he's my favorite, because I love him. He's amazing, mm-hmm. he's great, he's funny, he's literally me. We have the same personality type. That's my man. Um, number two, Five, love him. Actually, I take back what I said about Allison. She she was in love with her brother. That's nasty. Well, he was in love with her too. So that's we, true. We well, Luther, Luther, Luther is floating on his own boat of like disownment. Yeah, <laughs> you, uh, you don't like Luther. Mm, uh, so number two, we got five. Love him. Mm-hmm. He he be he be funny. He's also crazy. Love that. Number three. Oh crap. Let me write on. Number mm. three, Diego. Love him. He's great. Um, he was eaten in season three. Mm-hmm. Season three was like his season, honestly. Same thing with Luther. Like, yes, I know we don't like Luther, but like you have to admit, Luther was Luther ate ate this season. You have to he say, had his moments. He had he, his moments. He, he was eating this season. Um, so I guess number four. Oh, I know she died, but in season three, what was the name of like? Mary J. Blige? No, not Mary J. Blige, but, like, if you remember in the third season, there was, like, a blind black girl that, like, she had this, like, sonar sense or something like that. Oh, uh, I forgot her name, too. Honestly, I didn't like any of the characters from the Sparrow Academy. <laughs> oh, I actually, to- I thought her character was cool, actually. She was okay. Mm. I wasn't, I wasn't rocking with any of them. I mean, Sloan was cool, too. She was cute for Luther, but, like, I wasn't, like, here for her. Sloan. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, friend. I kind of forgot about Sloan. <laughs> um. Oh, number four. Um. Dang it. We're talk- just talking about siblings. Uh. Mm. So number four. I guess. Uh. I guess Luther. I don't know. It's because I like Victor. I do, but it's like oh, Victor. <laughs> like okay. At first, I felt bad for. Okay, so back in the first season, I felt bad for, you know, Vanya at the time of season one. And then yeah. it's like, I feel the character, like, just slowly got more and more on my nerves. It's like, it gave me a headache at certain times. She doesn't get on my nerves, but it's like, they keep giving her the same storyline. And it's like, or him, the mm. same storyline. And it's like, please, fix it. You can't have mm-hmm. him fall in love every season with a different person and they want to leave his family. Like, and then messes up the timeline again. Give him something new. Give him some new material, please. I'm begging you. Right. At least he wasn't the villain this season. At least he didn't mess up this season. He didn't cause the apocalypse this season. It was Allison. Allison was doing way too much. At first, if it was if it was still season two, I'd be like, oh yeah, the number four spot for sure. Mm-hmm. Now that it's season three, oh no, girl, you at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> you're at the bottom of the barrel and you cannot get out, babe. First of all, you tried to assault your brother. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you almost killed all your siblings working with your with your shiesty daddy. Why would you think a lot in alliance with Allison? Your no, Allison is also guilty of like falling in love with the in the past and like 
creating like a a bad time because remember when she was in the fifties or the sixties it was a civil rights when she fell in love with that one activist dude she didn't want to leave him. Yeah, I mean I get that, but also what's also crazy is she fell in love with the activist. She didn't want to leave him, right? She want, mm. but she, she didn't want to stay in the fifties. She wanted she him. She wanted to, to take her. him to twenty twenty or something like that. Yeah. Which is different because Victor wants to stay with her people. I mean, his people. God. I mean, if we're talking season two, the character was technically still Vanya at the time. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to like respect the process. No, I know what you mean. Um. So yeah, I keep thinking like Vanya versus Victor, but yeah. Um. Well, at the same time, I don't want a dead name, so I take that back. Yeah. Um. He. He always wants to stay with his people. Allison mm-hmm. was willing to take her people with her to go. Mm-hmm. She right. was to stay, which is the difference between those two. Also, she had no reason to choke Victor. Like, there was no reason for that. She was doing too much. Um, I kind of forgot that. Like, was that in season three? Yeah. I kind of forgot that scene. She was too much. Like, you did not have to choke your brother. <laughs> At all. I heard a rumor you can't breathe. What? That girl's having a... Oh, yeah. I do remember that. That was that was a little much. Crazy. Are you trying to kill him? Right. He's on one with all her siblings this season. I was just talking to one of my Twitter users about this earlier, and they were like, um, I think all these siblings are going to be pissed at her. But I think Klaus was probably going to be the most understanding. And I agree. But the thing is, Klaus also lost somebody. Mm-hmm. But you don't see Klaus running around His betraying everybody. boyfriend from Vietnam, right? Yeah, Dave. But, and yeah, Klaus tried to contact, Klaus contacted Dave. He tried to tell him about to go to the war. Yes, he shouldn't have done that. But you don't see Klaus running around abandoning his siblings. You don't see Klaus running around betraying his siblings. No, because Klaus is better than all y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I about to say? Uh, uh, it slipped out of my head. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But aside Umbrella Academy, like, yeah, I'm really not watching too many TV shows at the moment. I, I kind of need to catch up with my TV show game. Oh, actually, no, there is one show that I'm watching, and this actually isn't a popular show by any means. Like, I watched this show with my family. Like, for all of our horror fans out there, if you're looking for, like, a really good, like, horror, like, TV show, like, check out the show called From. Now, the show is on MGM+, Plus, but I know a lot of people probably don't have that. So, you're in luck, though, because the first season, it's streaming for free on Prime Video. Now, the second season, you're, you're probably going to have to wait for that, like, to come out on Prime Video, like, you know, if you don't have the MGM+. Plus. But, like, it's, it's, um... A supernatural type show about how best to put it. So like the show starts off like about a bunch of different families that are just like on vacation, like driving across the country, and they all end up in this one town together, like you know, to just stay at a motel, sleep overnight, and then they continue like on their like driving vacation in the morning. But what ends up happening is when they try to leave, they're actually stuck in the town. That whenever they try to leave the town, like it literally just like how best to put it's like an endless like type of loop and there's something more supernatural going on that the town has like a cursed history and yeah i don't really want to throw like way too much but you guys get the gist of it so definitely check that one out i think it's like 
it's really suspenseful, super creepy, and like the supernatural beings in that show, they look like humans. So it's like there are a lot of like oh crap moments because like you can't tell apart like who's human or like who's the creature, you know? Yeah, yeah you could also um you could also pirate. Oh yeah, how could we forget? I'm pretty sure a lot of people use um soap today movies or whatever it's called. Yeah, um, if you have a fire stick, mm-hmm. you can you can do stuff with that. Look that up. The show um, from is also I was talking about the show Lost earlier. That it's actually from the same writers and creators of Lost, so that's bonus points. Oh. Yeah, very dark. Yeah, that's all I really have for TV shows. But for movies, on the other hand, friend, um. Now, to give you guys of a tease of what's to come for next episode, which me and TJ will probably record next week, um, I saw The Little Mermaid starring Halle Bailey and um, Across the Spider-Verse, which they were both great. Um, I definitely have a lot to say about Across the Spider-Verse. It's so hard to talk about that movie without spoiling it. And Halle as The Little Mermaid, I think, you know, like to not give away too much about it, I think it was expected that all of her singing scenes would be, like, the best scenes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So those are movies that I've seen lately. And then other than that, I've actually been re-watching movies, actually, because with Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny coming out, which is going to be Harrison Ford's final film in the franchise as the character, I just figured to myself, I haven't seen these Indiana Jones movies since I was, like, in the fifth grade, so, like, you know, it was a nice refresh for me. And I and I said, I have fun re-watching movies sometimes, you know, and, like, a little, like, saga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love a good movie marathon. But that's all I got for now. Okay. Oh, and I also rewatched. Oh, sorry, my bad. I also rewatched some of the um DCEU movies. I'm um, starting with Man of Steel back in 2013, starring Henry Cavill as Superman. Like leading up to the new Flash movie that's set to come out in like what, like two weeks, starring the very controversial Ezra Miller and both Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton as their versions of Batman. It's like, it's called the Flash movie, but there's two versions of Batman in the movie. Mm -hmm. That's hilarious to me. Mm. Yeah. Ew, Ezra. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, friend. It's like, to this point, I'm only really watching the Flash movie because James Gunn had confirmed that the ending of that movie will set up for the new, like, DC Cinematic Universe. Like, you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, what were you gonna say? That's that's all I got from movies and TV shows for now. Um, nothing. I don't. Nothing. I have nothing to say. Just ill. <laughs> oh, but and there was something I was gonna say, and then I accidentally cut you off. Yeah, yeah. Did he got you it. hear about Trey Songs? Which one? Trey Songs. Mm-mm. He has once again been been accused of of assault. Oh, yeah, I scrolled across that on Instagram, but I didn't really keep up with it. So maybe you can kind of fill me in and we could discuss it a little. Apparently this time he revealed a woman's boobs at a party. Uh, so, someone, someone didn't keep them hands to themselves. Yeah, this is like the six thing, six thing to come out about him in the past, like, four years. Four years, wow. And when was the last time that he was, like, really in the news like that? Because I know he's, like, really trending on Black Twitter and Instagram right now. Um, a few months ago, actually. Because he, cause he did something else. So he's trying to keep a streak, huh? Oh, and Kiki Palmer, Ben told us about him. And people, like, came for her when she did that. 
Leave our girl Kiki alone. Leave her alone. Hmm. Um, what am I about to say though? And you know, it's so funny that um I slipped out of my head. What was I gonna say though? But like another topic that me and TJ like had in store today, this is gonna be a spicy one. That we were going to be discussing like some of the most like toxic encounters that you've had with certain fan bases, whether if it's a music artist, actor, actress, whatever. Mm-hmm. Would you like to go first? Um, sure. Uh so me, I have a a favorite artist or at least one of my favorite artists which is mm-hmm. the late xxx tentacion mm-hmm. um and i so i was on twitter like three years ago and uh it was it three years or it was either three or two years ago don't matter anywho um i was there and i saw i came across these people in this group chat of people who were like for x Mm-hmm. And so I joined, and um, it was a mistake. <laughs> oh no! It was a mistake. Um, at that point, I was like seventeen, I think, and most people in that group chat I came to realize were like fourteen to fifteen year old boys. Oh no! Um, which should tell you a lot off the bat. Um. It was cool at first, you know, we stuck to discussing the music, the brand, the topic. It was on topic. And then it it slowly took a left turn, you know, a sharp, sharp left. And it started talking about other stuff. And it was just very misogynistic, racist. They started talking about... um, They were mostly white boys? Yes. They started talking about um, the Nazis... And black people. What the, how the heck did that come up? I don't know. Um, and I was like, mm, yeah, I have to go. Like, it's, yeah. it's time for me to leave. You know, you just reminded me of something, friend, not to cut you off on my <laughs> Okay, so I remember when I was in high school. I'm not going to use their names because who knows if they'll be listening to this. Imagine. Let's just call, yeah, let's just call these two people. Um, Teddy and Bobby. So, like, Bobby and Teddy, they were these two, like, ultra, like, conservative political view, like, individuals. And I just thought it was so interesting because they were the kind of people that were always arguing about the girls over that that they should be pro-life and not pro-choice because forcing their religious reasons on them or, like, berating, like, the Black Lives Matter movement as, like, a terrorist organization. And it's, like, I just thought it was so interesting because it's, like, how do you have, like, these such conservative views, but you love artists like Tupac Shakur or Kendrick Lamar, who are, like, some of the most unapologetically, like, social artists out there? Yeah. That's because they don't, they're not actually listening to the words. Right. It's, like, they're just kind of, like, listening to, like, the beat. It's, like, they're listening to music, but they're not hearing what they're actually saying. And I'm just, like, what? Which makes sense because they hear us but they don't Mm -hmm. actually listen you are so right about that because yeah we didn't just yeah we didn't discuss this last time because this (laughs) (laughs) little technical malfunction please what'd you say no i was saying that like 
this should also be interesting to talk about that, like, with the new castings of the live-action Lilo and Stitch, that you were the one that brought to my attention, mm. that, like, they really drained the melanin out of the main characters, like, when they're supposed to be these darker-skinned Hawaiian people, and mm-hmm. I... What's the name of Nani's boyfriend again in the movie? I haven't seen Lilo and Stitch in forever. I have no idea. But anyways, the point being that the actor that was planned to be Nani's boyfriend, that, like, he got fired on the spot because, I guess, you know, Black Twitter, like, digs up even faster than TMZ, like, on, like, exposing people. And, like, they found, like, on his Spotify account that he had a playlist called N-Word Music. No, not even N-Word Music. He called it N-Word Noise. N-Word Noise. Like, we're monkeys. Right. It's animalistic. Mm Mm-hmm. Ew. Ew. That's disgusting. They got him out there with a quickness. We I heard about it one day, next day he's gone. Cut. I think Disney knew for a while and they were covering it up. Because there's no way that like they fired him and just a few hours later they already found this dude to recast him. So they kind of had a backup plan. Well, I mean, obviously, like when you cast people, you usually have other people that can also be cast. Like, like, like um, what's it called? Dang. I was in drama for years. Um, I don't know. Anyway, if if the main person who's going to play gets injured or can't play anymore, they have a replacement already on hand, so you don't have to like mm-hmm. go through all the hoops and stuff to find somebody else. Plus, they're from the same acting company, mm-hmm. so it would be easy to find him. I mean, it, he's darker, but he's not as dark as the boyfriend. I don't think. No, the only I know what you mean. The only, person, the only person that, that they cast it that looks really similar to their character is Lilo. Mm-hmm. She's a, she's a darker-skinned little girl. Um, so she I looks think, pretty accurate to her character. But everybody else, ooh. I think that's hey. interesting because a lot of times, more often than not, the younger sister is usually the lighter one in a lot of these colors and tropes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. They need to recast. But, yeah. Mm, Everybody except for her, honestly. Hmm. Throw the whole thing away <laughs> and start a, oh, start again. I wonder what Stitch is going to look like. I have a feeling it's going to look... Do you remember the whole blowout black in 2019? They were making a Sonic the Hedgehog movie that, like, the first design yes. was so freaking it's bad ugly. that they had, to, they had to delay the film by a year and, like, redesign it to look more like the video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was ugly. It was scary, actually. Like, okay, we get it, he has fur. We don't need to actually see it that much. Like, chill. He looked like a... Yeah. Like a like a dream demon. I was gonna say furry, but that too. Please, not the furry. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't furry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, to not get way too far off topic, we were talking about stand culture. And it's actually ironic because last episode we were talking about the show Swarm on Prime Video, which was a show like kind of poking fun of like the whole like stand culture genre. <laughs> but like, so you said you have some really bad experiences with like male um ex fans. Now, I have a very similar story to you that I have the worst experience with male Juice World fans. Am I the only one? I've, I've had a bad experience, too, but it wasn't, like, me personally. It was more so, like, so you know about his girlfriend, right, Allie? Mm-hmm. Um, so she got a new boyfriend. Uh-huh. Mind you, this man died in 2019. 
and it's 2023. So there's the mm-hmm. context. Um, but she had a new boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and people were pissed at her as if she wasn't allowed to like move on and do other stuff. Like her boyfriend right. is dead. What do you want her to oh, do? So why do they? Why do they care? Exactly. Oh, and she started OnlyFans. And people were, people were in the comments like, oh my God, Juice would be so disappointed in you. Shut up! Juice ain't here. Why would you say that to somebody? Right. That's so rude. It it's none of much. your business what she does with her life. And people were like, oh, she had Juice World's watch on her new boyfriend. Okay, that's her watch now, babe. That's her watch. He's dead, babe. She can do with that watch what she pleases. I mean, it's the watch. Like, maybe she didn't it's want it. Maybe yeah. she let him wear it for a minute. I don't know. It's none of your business. Like, stay out her comments. Y'all are so rude. Alright, but yeah, going back to my experience with male Juice World fans. Okay, so tell me I'm wrong, friend. Every time when I interact with male Juice World fans that, like, I feel like they all kind of got the this same like misogynistic like insult like mindset to them that they swear that they relate to Juice World's music because you know because he's right he's spitting that all girls are saying that all girls ain't shit but it's like most of these guys that are swearing like to their very soul that they relate to Juice World I look at these dudes and I can tell that they haven't spit game in their entire life probably haven't even had the courage to walk up and talk to a girl. Like, they look like the type of, like, dorks that will, like, sit in their rooms all day, their basements all day, like, playing Fortnite or 2K until, like, 3 o'clock in the morning or something like that. Yeah. And it's, like, I kind of have a theory of, like, why are they so obsessed with Juice World when they probably haven't even been in a single relationship? Well, that's the key. I think that they project a lot of their insecurities onto women and kind of, like, use the ideologies of Juice World to kind of back that up, if that makes some sort of sense. It's kind of, like, they're lying to themselves that they've Mm -hmm. been through a lot, but they really haven't been through anything. Yeah. Um, Most most of people like that who say all girls are the same. Um, they probably no, faced rejection. You just suck. Right. Sorry. People don't like you. Fix yourself. Look look in the mirror. Figure out what people don't like about you. And change it if you want. Like, there's a difference look. between being heartbroken by a girl and rejected by a girl. Is pretty much what I'm trying to get at. Yes. Like, you, you didn't even have the chance. Mm-hmm. Where's the heartbreak? You don't even know her. Yeah, they are truly something else. But what oh. other artists have fan bases that I've encountered? Do we even need to talk about the Barb's? Oh my god! Okay, this happened yesterday. I was on Twitter, right? Yesterday, wow. Okay, let's hear it. Yesterday, I was on Twitter, right? I was minding my business, you know, doing my daily Twitter scroll, right? And I came across this interesting, um little blurb if i click on it i'm reading it it's interesting i'm reading the comments right i go through the comments everywhere on twitter anywhere you go you will see a barb saying something nikki would never nikki does Mm -hmm. it better like girl we're talking about acorns why are you talking about nikki like you need to insert everything i kind of got us no i was saying no, I got a kind of similar story that 
um, this was actually um, a little bit more recent, like back in my spring semester that I'm in my writing class. Um, so like we were discussing like just music artists like out loud, like with the class. And I had personally thought that Kendrick Lamar and SZA, I think they're such a great duo together. I think that they make like some of the best like visually striking like storytelling out there. But then like this one girl, like she was so quick to cut me off and Nikki stays on top. Of her. I'm, I'm just like looking at her like, I ain't even trying to downplay her. Like nobody's talking about her. Oh my God, Cardi B came out with a, uh, came out on a feature on um, mm. what's it called? It's song, what's her name? Um, Lotto, Lotto song, right? And mm. everybody in the con- and the people were like praising her feature because she did a good job. And like it was a bunch of comments like Nikki does it better, Nikki on top, Nikki said this. Nobody asked. Uh, like you do not have to mention Nicki Minaj every time Cardi B is brought up, please. Dre Let the from rivalry Swarm. go. Dre from Swarm would approve. <laughs> let the rivalry go. Nobody cares anymore. It's dead. It like please let it. Let to it start. Go. To start rapidly naming some of the most toxic fan bases that I've encountered, and some of them might get me canceled, but I really don't care, to be honest. Okay, let's do this. Taylor Swift. Oh. I already said Juice World. We already said Nicki Minaj. Other ones, in my opinion, would be young boys, especially male young boy fans. Oh, my uh, goodness. Bad no, Bunny fans. It's the women fans that are the problem, too. Mm-hmm. They give me way too much. Bad Bunny fans in general, I can't stand sometimes. Zendaya, not that Zendaya is like a truly problematic person, but some people's obsession with her is just borderline psycho. Hailey Bieber. Um, K-pop. In my experience, a lot of K-popers are, are anti-black. Yeah, they They're racist. racist. Oof, friend, don't even get me started on them on them Swifties. Oof. Mm. I had to I had to nip some of them in the bud last week, friend. They was doing way too much. Like mm. your fave is dating a racist. Right. Your fake family is Republican. What do you think that makes her, babe? Mm. Um, I literally have Taylor Swift and anything Taylor Swift related muted on my Twitter. I don't see it. Um, it's so funny, friend, because do you remember that one Asian guy on TikTok that, like, I remember that, like, he was really trying to, or that one Swifty dude that he was trying to argue so bad that, like, the 1989 album, like, was better than To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Oh, yeah, you told it's me that. It's, like, it's, like, every single Kendrick fan truly united that day, whether they were black, white, Asian, or whatever. It's like it's like that one situation that like had like everyone like united over one cause for once. <laughs> it was hilarious to me. Somebody also compared her to um Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson. Um they were like, oh she's better. To Michael Jackson? They were like, yes, they were like, oh she's she's so much bigger than Michael Jackson. Look at this crowd. What if you listen to Michael Jackson or not? Like you just <laughs> even if you don't listen to Michael compare. Jackson, you can't because even if you don't listen to Michael Jackson on a regular basis, you have heard almost all of Michael Jackson's songs throughout your life. Like it's impossible mm-hmm. for you not to. But I ain't never heard every single Taylor Swift song. Never. Mm-hmm. You can't even compare that. No, Michael Jackson is the king of pop. You try again. You tried it. You tried it, but you can't. 
You can't. You're mm-hmm. not oblivion. I don't think he anybody. Was, he, had, he was like the most versatile artist out there. Like pop, rock, a little bit of elements of hip hop because a little bit of a fun story in my rap and rock um history course that I took recently this spring semester 2023 that like we actually had a special guest speaker and it was um what's his name Daryl McDaniels of Run DMC and he actually told us a story that you know that they were great friends with Michael Jackson and that Run DMC that had given Michael Jackson inspiration to include some elements of hip-hop within some of his music like after Thriller came out mm, that's so cool oh my mm-hmm. god um but yeah he's just he just did the thing. I don't think we're ever going to have another Michael Jackson, honestly. I don't think anybody can top him, honestly. I think he did the thing, and, like, that's it. I think his influence just... And, like, even before, like, he became a solo artist, that, like, he's just kind of been in the game forever. Like, you know, he was in the Jackson 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... He put Michael, his sister on game. Michael, Janet, Whitney... Oh, let me take that back. I was Janet Jackson like paved their own path, but like you know what I mean. I think that yeah, like but I think Michael Jackson also kind of had to do with like Janet Jackson's rise to some degree. Like I said, Janet Jackson like paved like her own like what's the word I'm looking for like legacy. But at the same time, if you recall, like in the '80s, that like there kind of was a little bit of an unofficial sibling rivalry that people were causing between Janet and Michael. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, big artists, like, you know, uh, Michael, Janet, Whitney, Prince. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody can ever, like, reach those heights. Some person- people will argue that Prince was better than Michael Jackson, which I'm not so sure about that. Let's not start a debate today, because I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, don't want, I don't want people to, like... I don't want to get canceled. Yeah. Um, we gonna hush. We gonna hush. It's Michael. Um, we gonna hush. Um, <laughs> you're so real for that. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think anybody's gonna reach those heights again. I think the only person who's gonna come close is Beyonce. Um, but yeah, I don't think anybody's hmm. gonna reach those heights. If we're talking about, hmm, like Beyonce to me, I think that. In terms of being oh. an artist, I don't know if Tina I would say Turner. she's... forgot Tina Turner. Also include her in Re- that. Rest in peace. R- passed R- away R- recently. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I was just going to say, like, I agree to disagree with Beyonce. Like, Beyonce is definitely, like, one of the, like... Like, she's been popular for, like, as long as I can remember, like, growing up throughout the 2000s. And also the early 2000s, of course, like, before she left Destiny's Child. And but I had always considered Beyonce more of a performer that I consider her an artist. I don't think she's a bad artist, but at the same time, she does like borrow a lot from other people. Like literally with the whole Black is King movie, like you know, I don't want to like speak on behalf of the West African community. I'm really like speaking more in a perspective that some of like my Nigerian and Ghanaian friends have told me that like some of the West African community had taken a little bit of upset with Beyonce and Jay Z because that 
they had exploited like West Africa in some way, shape, or form. Because aside from like, you know, using those aesthetics like throughout the film Black is King on Disney Plus, which had premiered back in 2020, they aren't ones to necessarily speak out against you know, a lot of the issues that go on in West Africa, for example, like, which is so funny that I'm talking about that right now, because there's like a whole civil war going on in Senegal, and that, you know, of course, the media isn't going to cover that. And supposedly, aside from that, that Jay-Z and Beyonce had underpaid a lot of the African actors in the movie that were extras, which is ironic, because they were shooting in Africa. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't say much about that, friend. Yeah, yeah, I remember you say you didn't see the movie. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't. But yeah, I was just making an example out of that because I just feel Beyonce's not really one to like use a lot of her own things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was, I, yeah, I agree. I was more so talking in terms of like impact and like performance value, and I mm-hmm. feel like Beyonce is in not the same league as those greats, but in but she 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 almost got there, you know? Yeah. Especially for this generation of people, like Beyonce is like the it person. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she's the only person to come close to being yeah. in that league. Um oh yeah. Did you see what I sent you on Twitter the other day? I didn't. Let me actually just sorry, friend. Um, I usually turn off the notifications on like all my like social apps except for the regular texting app because like I have like a thousand notifications blowing up my phone. Yeah, I'll just talk about it here because I want to yeah. talk about it in the pod anyways. Basically, these white men got on this podcast and were like how they don't date black women. I saw that this morning. Intimidating. But continue. Yeah, I saw that this morning on TikTok, but continue. And they're intimidated because they don't feel like they can satisfy black women and they'll have to do a lot, they'll put in a lot more effort because they Satisfy feel like, in a sexual way or yes, in a more general basis? In a sexual way because they feel like um, black men have ruined, ruined, in quotes, black women um, because mm. of their size. So they feel like if they're able to go in and, you know, do stuff for the black women, they're going to be able to satisfy them, which is like, there's so many things wrong with that statement. That's that's so stereotypical there's within so itself. There's so many things wrong with that statement. Because they, oh, also they randomly were like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to, like, be intimate with someone who's on FaceTime the whole time. And it's like, what does that have to do with black women? What does that have to do with race? Like, what? Let what me see that? if I could actually find the video so we could play Maybe you're the... boring. Right. So I could, we could play it for the... I sent it to you. Oh, yeah. You're right. Um... Like, maybe you're boring, babe. Okay, you're so, like, um, let's just play this clip really quickly. Hopefully they can hear it so then, you know, they can kind of get a gist of what's going on. Yeah, go ahead. Chicks are just not into me, really. I don't know. I don't know if I can handle like some of this black chick. It's like, it's kind of like you really gotta be good at what you're doing, right? Well, I don't want to fuck somebody who's on Facetime the whole time. A. <laughs> and B. Here's the craziest part is though, some black women it seemed like they fuck back, dog. That's the thing. I don't know. If well, I that's can what handle, I'm saying. Yeah. It's kind of intimidating. Yeah. It's like I don't know if I can handle it, bro. You gotta be like, 
fucking consistently kind of anymore. Yeah, dude, I, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, kind of like, do you want this, like, yeah. I don't think I got this. I don't, I'm not that guy, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I would, but I don't think I'm all Underwhelmed. Right. Yeah, I don't want to underwhelm. But and then I don't want to go into a place where I know I'm going to underwhelm. That's yeah, but thing. no, black chicks are just. Now, Ed, Ed, and Eddie really thought they ate. Give me back that plate. <laughs> no, there's so many things wrong with what they said. First of all, they think we're damaged because we've been the black men, and black men are stereotypically supposed to be big. Mm-hmm. So now we're bad. Um, also, the random FaceTime thing, like, what does it have to do with black Also, women? when he said that, like, it's kind of intimidating because that they would F back. They're reinforcing this narrative that, like, black women, like, are extra aggressive or, like, you know, hyper Right, hypersexual or like hyper masculinizing them in some way that they're more dominant. It's so like there's so many things wrong with that sentence. Like, uh, just we can unpack that all day. Like, what's wrong with people? Why would you say that? Also, maybe you're boring. Did you ever think of that? Maybe you're um, boring. Maybe you don't know what to do. Maybe you don't have any skills. So instead of un- trying to underwhelm black women, you're gonna go underwhelm a white woman. Right. I just think that it's so interesting that they will come on a podcast and actually discuss something like that. Like, it's giving this insecurity that they can't fulfill their mini fantasy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, and then it starts the whole other thing. Oh, did you read the, let's read the, um, the capture of the person who, who posted it. They said, this is a prime example of how white men take out their sexual insecurity, i.e. black men into black women to make it seem like we are damaged somehow by being with black men. Then black women take out their social insecurity, i.e. white men onto us, too. What do you think of that, friend? Ooh, friend, this is a really good comment. So someone said... That you see how they immediately start talking about sex and speaking about black women? I think that totally sums up this whole video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it Pete Davidson that, like, I'm sure you know who he is, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, this, was this in 2021 or 20, whatever the heck it was. I remember he was also on a podcast with these other white dudes talking weird about black women. That, like, he have was? you ever been with a black yeah, and I remember that they asked him, Pete, you ever been with a black girl before? And then she said no. And then, and then, she, and then they said, would you ever be with one? And, she's like, I mean, and then he said, I mean, my white girlfriend yelled at me like a black woman, so technically I've kind of oh, had the experience. Oh, remember we said that. You remember, remember that? that? Yeah, I do, I do, I do. That was stupid. Now, why what would you that say even that? Mean? What does that even mean? Also, at the time, was he dating Ariana Grande or something? I don't really have a track of his dating history so i mean you're probably right i don't know that was that was weird also one of the guys that in the clip we just played is supposedly half black or something apparently he has a dark really? skin father and yeah apparently he has a dark skin father and logic came on his podcast and he was like oh like and he was and he asked him i was like aren't you like he was like, aren't you like black or something? He was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, but he was like, I don't, I don't look it. So I don't like have like a, I don't have like an entry, like a membership. He's like, you don't need an entry membership. Your DNA is the entry membership, man. You're black. It's like logic. Shut up. 
It's not how it works, bro. Not everybody's black logic. Please sit down somewhere. So logic knew that, like phenotypically, he wasn't black, but like people were trying to feed him other ideas. Like, don't give that man ideas now. Uh, wait, what are people? What, what are these people giving? No, that you were so. You said that logic said that like he knew that like he wasn't like black presenting, but yeah, you said that people were like trying to give him ideas that technically he still counts as racially black just because he's you know he has like some DNA. Like that's not how it works. Yeah, people really get the. The difference between race and ethnicity and nationality really be mm-hmm. beating people up. Be- because when you take a biracial person, like, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to think of somebody. Kaylani. Like, I was actually going to say more so like J. Cole, for example, or Bob Marley. So you have someone like Bob, Bob Marley. Bob Marley, biracial? Yeah, his mother was Jamaican and his father was, I think he was British, like a British white man or something like that. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow, I never knew. Oh, fun fact, we share a birthday. Oh, Bob Marley, that's awesome. I don't know if any celebrities have my birthday, to be honest. I mean, I know that, like, a lot of my favorite celebrities are fellow June Geminis, like Kendrick Lamar and Lauren Hill. Yeah, I share a birthday with a couple people. Um, Do you know, mm-hmm. did you watch Titans, friend? Mm-mm, I gotta catch up. Okay, so one of the guys in Titans, um, the other Robin, he's, I think he's Tim Drake. Um, we also share a birthday, me and his actor. He was also on The Bastard Son and the Devil Himself. I love him. Um, but yeah, we share a birthday mm-hmm. February 6th. Aquarius, yay. I also share a birthday, not so fun fact. I also share a birthday with Adolf Hitler's wife. Mm-hmm. I think. Let me, let me double check that. Oh, wow. That's scary. What were we talking about, though, friend? Um. Oh, yeah, what, like, the biracial comparison. So, like, you take someone like Bob Marley, like... Yeah, yeah this... Right. I do have the huh? same birthday as his wife. Ooh, okay. No, sorry. Read. Go ahead, friend. No, I was just gonna say, you take Bob Marley, for example, like, you know, his father was a British white man and his mother was a dark-skinned Jamaican woman, and, like you know bob marley like and then you have someone on the other hand like um, the late cameron boyce rest in peace um you know i had actually recently found out after his passing that you know he actually had a black father like he's not like he's he's like black black he's i think he's like from zimbabwe or something like that like straight up african and that his mother's white i didn't know he was um biracial until he died either and that was like a few years ago yeah, his uh, his sister looks more um, black. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. like, because race is mostly based on the social construct of how you appear phenotypically, not always necessarily of what's in your DNA, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because in that case, if, if every random white person was to take a DNA test, they would probably have, like, what, 2% of Africans even make them black? You know what I mean? So, like, Bob Marley, like, he would be, like, a black-presenting biracial person, like, and I know there's a little bit of an argument that, like, biracial people aren't black, they're just biracial. I mean, I respectfully kind of disagree with that, because, like I said, race... That's a silly argument. Yeah, I respectfully disagree with that because race is based on a phenotype. Like, if Bob Marley was to go in a white 
as a neighborhood. They're going to see him as a black man with locks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to ask him, are you Jamaican? Are you biracial? Are you African-American? Whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, Cameron Boyce, on the other hand, he had played the son of white families forever. So, like, like we said, I would have never guessed that he was half black. Like, you know what I mean? He could easily, like, fit into those spaces without too much of a problem. Like, he has a little bit of white privilege on his side. Mm-hmm. No, he did. Right. He was always the son of Adam Sandler in all the Grown Ups movies, is what I remember. Mm-hmm. His birthday was the other day, too. That's yeah, sad. I saw on Sky Jackson's page. That's sad. Uh, Don't be dumb. Um, also, Halsey. Yeah, this the joke with Swarm. <laughs> like, she's... Like, her and Logic, they are so white. I would have, like never guessed that they were biracial yeah they definitely gave white people it's like the it's like the repro it's like in the reproduction process like the african teen was just totally slaughtered mm-hmm. yeah okay. <laughs> it didn't work do a pun it swear <laughs> mm-hmm. um okay you ready to get into the other stuff now oh yeah of course so we're talking about the, the stand culture. Stand culture. Oh, yeah, we named... Um, hang on, I was just looking at the little list that I made of, like, some of my most problematic celebrity fan base encounters. Okay, this is going to get really spicy. I would love to talk about a lot of the double standards created with Zendaya and other black female celebrities. Mm-hmm. No, that I would love to talk about some of the toxic Zendaya stands. Oh, go ahead, friend. I think it's very interesting, all the double standards that are created between, like, you know, Zendaya and, like, other female artists like Megan Thee Stallion or Nicki Minaj or whomever else. Because, for example, this is an unpopular opinion that'll get me canceled. So... As far as I remember Megan Thee Stallion, like, you know, really blowing up back in, what, 2019, that, like, people are so quick to, like, nationalize her and call her a man because she's, like, you know, a very curious woman. Like, her name is Megan Thee Stallion. And it's, like, number one, that's so weird to me because, like, I thought y'all love thick women, but I guess at this point y'all just kind of hate women no matter what. And, you know, she's pretty tall. She, I think she's, what, like, 5'9", five, 5'10". And Zendaya, she's also the same height as Megan Thee Stallion, but of course she's not as curvaceous, respectfully. Like, she's a much more, like, slimmer-built girl. But it's, like, how are you going to call, like, Megan Thee Stallion a man for those qualities? But at the same time, you give Zendaya the benefit of the doubt, which, sorry, I'm going to say it, being built like a 12-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. It's really has to do with um, with color. And Colorism, for sure. Respectability politics. Mm-hmm. A little bit of pretty privilege, which I guess kind of like feeds into the whole concept of colorism and featureism, because aside from being, you know, light skinned, like Zendaya's features are what would be considered like more petite or Eurocentric, like to say the least, Mm -hmm. because that leads me into my next point. Casting Zendaya in every like black lead role, like even Zendaya said herself that she would never like take on a role that's meant for a darker skinned actress. As she should. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm not giving her the benefit of the doubt for the bare minimum, but mm-hmm. at the same time, there's unfortunately other light-skinned actresses out there that would take on those roles, which is problematic for obvious reasons. 
Yeah. Um, I like Zendaya. She mm-hmm. she herself is very unproblematic. You know, mm-hmm. she's great. It's just the people that like her fa- her fandom, they just so irritating. Like we get it. She's gorgeous. Yes, we know. Shut up. Also, this is not to downplay Zendaya's career, but there is a little bit of truth to it. Like you said, friend, there's definitely a lot of respectability politics and pretty pillars that overlaps with the overhype of Zendaya because it's like when you consider that like most of her roles like throughout her acting career have been high school students and like she doesn't really have like too much range. Like I said, I'm not trying to downplay her talent, but it's like at the same time, where does like all of this overhype come from? Because if she was to look more like Lupita Nyong'o and if she was just in a lot of these mediocre typecasted roles, she wouldn't really have as much of a fan base backing her. Um, I think Zendaya's fan base obviously started with Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, because most of us, we've seen Shake It Up. Everybody was obsessed with mm-hmm. her. Uh, everybody was obsessed with Rocky. We all wanted to be Rocky. Right. Um, everybody loved Rocky. Nos- nostalgia bait. Yeah, and then she got into Spider-Man. And then everybody was like, oh, well, now she's being introduced into this much, much bigger audience and genre. Um, mm-hmm. People still love her. People still remember her as Rocky. So it's still like working in her favor. And then mm-hmm. she got into Euphoria. And now the girlies love her even more because everybody watches Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, also being pretty is really working her favor. She's a model. Everybody, I mean, she's very, she's very yeah. gorgeous. I think to build off of you, friends, sorry I mean to interrupt you, but um, to build off of you, I think there's also a certain theme of class that can also overlap with Zendaya's praise. She's what would be considered one of the good ones or like the, the socially acceptable black girl, if that makes sense. Because I think it's quite interesting that a lot of Zendaya stands are white girls. Mm-hmm. They are? Yeah, you'd be surprised. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And um, what was I about to say? Um, Tokenism. Yeah. You can continue, friend, because I just had a whole brain fart. Uh, and there's only like three minutes left, and we usually stop at the one hour mark, so I could just let you close it off, and then we could pick it up in the next recording. Yeah, we can do that. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to close out this episode. Um, don't forget to follow us on all our socials. Follow us on Instagram at being effing for real pod, spelled uh, spell effing F I N G. You can follow us on Twitter at being effing for mm-hmm. real, four with a number four. Um, you can follow us on Letterbox also at being effing for real with the number four. You can follow us on TikTok at being effing for real pod spelled F I N G. And um, yeah, I think I said all of them. You can also follow our individual accounts. Um, mine is the same user for both Instagram and TikTok, blurred equal vibes. But instead of an S at the ending, it's just a Z. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Tatiana J underscore dot or dot underscore. I don't know. Uh, my name is spelled T A T E A N A. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at T J the Anime Lover. You can follow me on TikTok at Anja ninety two. Uh, and yeah, so about to record episode two.
see you guys. And then stay tuned for next week, y'all, for our full-blown discussion of Halle Bailey as Ariel and Across the Spider-Verse. Yep. We'll see you in part two of this episode, which will be technically be right. episode five. See you. Well, I guess see you guys in a moment. Bye! Bye.